0: Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. Today, I share Michelle Sadler's story, recorded in July of 2020 her love of data, juror to revenue management, and she also shares with us what inspirations she has taken away from previous guests on the podcast. And we're now recording. Hello everyone, Uh, today I have with me Michelle Sadler, whom I got to know over the last couple of weeks by Ellington, so thank you again for technology and social media for <laughs> making these connections happen. Uh, so today we'll get to know her a little bit better and we'll have a slightly different take on this because uh, Michelle is going to help me give um, some overall thoughts on all the videos that we have shared so far so thank you so much Michelle for doing this.
1: Of course. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me.
0: All right, so let's start at the beginning. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Um, So my name's Michelle. I'm currently based in New Orleans in the US. So I grew up in Michigan. I went to Michigan State University and I majored in hospitality business there. And once I graduated, I was brought to New Orleans through corporate recruiting with Starwood for the revenue management manager and training program. And for the last probably eight, almost nine years now, I've been with Starwood, transitioned to Marriott, working in revenue management. Okay,
0: okay, so I I have a few questions already from that. (laughs) Uh, But tell us why you chose to study hospitality business.
1: Um, for me I think it was similar I think it was Sabina in one of your most recent videos was talking about just an early fascination with hotels and I was kind of the same way whenever we went on a family trip everyone else was kind of okay we got to the hotel to crash and I was like where are we staying what brand is it like what what amenities do they have and probably the biggest moment for me where I realized this was in Las Vegas we went when I was probably 12 years old so too young to get the typical Vegas experience that people think of, but I loved the hotels. Like all I wanted to do was go into every different hotel, every different theme. And ever since then, I kind of hadn't necessarily put it together yet that it could be a career, but if you asked me, you know, non-career wise, what would you like to do? It's like, well, I would like to live in a hotel. So <laughs> eventually I realized it wasn't necessarily feasible to just live there, but perhaps I could work in hotels and be part of that experience for someone else.
0: Yeah, it's funny, like, you know, as you said, with all the different um, women that I've been speaking to, it's either like they, they knew from a very young age this is what we want to do, or they started a completely different path. <laughs> they found themselves in, in hospitality. Um, so then after you graduated, you signed up for the Starwood uh, program. Like what, um, what prompted you to go for that? Like wh- how did you know that that was the one that you wanted to sign up for?
1: Um, so uh, Michigan State has a pretty big hospitality program. And so they had part of your degree. There were a couple of internship requirements. And they had internal job posting boards to help students find those internships. So the first internship I had was at a bed and breakfast in the Hamptons which was really great experience, um, 20 to 25 room, family run property, but you're kind of all over the place. Maybe I was serving breakfast, maybe I was checking guests in, maybe I was cleaning, maybe I was trying to be maintenance and not really (laughs) doing a great job at it. Um, So that was my first experience. And then the summer after that, I Found, well, I lucked into an internship with the Sheraton Kauai Resort. So if I was on the fence about working in hotels, nothing like four months at a beach resort in Hawaii to convince you that you've made the right career decision. <laughs> um, so I had a really great experience there, not just because it was Hawaii, but I worked with some great people. I, it was a learning experience. Everyone, all levels of associate to management went above and beyond to make sure that I learned as much as I could. And so when I went back to school for my last semester, I guess my top choice was probably the Starwood Management and Training Program because I wanted to continue on that foundation that I had already started.
0: And um, so you started the Starwood Management Training Program. That takes you across all departments, right? Um,
1: I think it was a little bit different by discipline. So my internships were in front office. But one of the HR managers, kind of during my exit interview, she said, or she asked, you know, have you ever thought about revenue management? It sounds like that would be something that might be a good fit for you. So I put it on the application for the MIT program to see what happens. And I think at the time for the operational training programs, it was more rotational, but revenue management was an 18 month dedicated program. So I did take time to meet with all the other department heads, I shadowed each department, so I definitely had exposure to the whole hotel, but it was very much focused on revenue management.
0: So what was it about revenue management that drew you to it?
1: Um, So when the HR manager first brought it up to me, I had maybe spent two days helping the director of revenue at that property with a small project, very small piece, and out of everything that she did so to be honest when i started that trainee program i knew very little i was talking to my new boss and every time she brought up something that she was working on i thought oh we handle that too like oh oversells and relocations that's revenue management (laughs) what have i gotten myself into Um, but over the years i found i really think it is a good fit for me because i was always kind of split between More of a numbers oriented person so I enjoy that side of it that many people in hospitality kind of say I don't have a numbers mind someone else needs to take a look at this Um, but also you're kind of at the crossroads so kind of involved with sales with marketing with front office it's kind of where a lot of things come together to make or break the hotel so I enjoy that aspect
0: yeah you're right I like it is so much of like bringing it all together isn't it like you know because it's part of the whole sales cycle the distributions making sure that you get you know you bring the customer in you're also selling it at the right price with the right channel Mm -hmm. and and then when they end up here also just seeing them through their journey
1: and what they're spending at the hotel as well and you can't drive the rates and the occupancy that you want if your operational team isn't providing great service either so it kind of everyone needs to work together so that's great that you got people in the door but we need to keep them and kind of create that loyal customer yeah.
0: and so did you after you did the 18-month program what did you do after that i mean obviously, you stayed with starwood but did you move hotels or
1: I did. So 18 months kind of turned into like 20, 21 months waiting for something to open up. Unfortunately, well, depending on how you look at it, good or bad, there weren't any management positions in the city that I was in, which was New Orleans. So I did move to Charlotte, North Carolina as the revenue manager for the West in there for about two years. And now you're back in New Orleans? Um, I was in Charlotte for about two years and then The revenue manager in New Orleans resigned and so they kind of created a new position as assistant director of revenue to manage group strategy for three hotels here so I came back in that role and then it's evolved over the last about five years now um, just partially with changes in the internal structure and then partially with Marriott coming in. So
0: Tell us a little bit about that Marriott transition. Um, how did how was that experience for you?
1: Um, it was I guess a huge transition on all levels. So it kind of went in phases. I think the culmination was probably even two years after the purchase by the time we really felt all of the effects. So we had quite a few system changes. That was a big focus, making sure that all of our data moved over, that all of our team was trained on new systems, new processes, and we actually had one day where, I can't remember, something like 17 systems changed overnight. And like I said, revenue management falls kind of in the middle, so your sales and catering system changed, the revenue management system changed, the property management system changed, the central reservation system changed. Um, So there was a good deal of training and preparation for that. It was also, Coming online to a much larger company and a much different organizational structure. So prior to that, we were much more property-based. And then Marriott has more of the regional sales office, um, even revenue management. Previously, as revenue management, revenue manager, I oversaw the reservations department as well. And so it was a big shift to have that move out of revenue management and kind of take on more of a Support and advisory role for a hotel than being part of the leadership team for the hotel.
0: And what is your role today?
1: So, right now I'm senior group strategy manager for the convention hotels in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So, I primarily focus on pricing and business evaluations for convention guest rooms and mostly in the two year window. So, unfortunately, conventions in the two year window have taken a little bit of a dip. So I'm on furlough right
0: now. Okay. And sorry, you were gonna say something? No, no. go ahead.
1: Um, so I was just thinking, you know,
0: obviously, you know, you've been through a lot moving from, you know, property to property, going through massive transition and learning new systems and also improving your own the technology and skills and all that kind of stuff. But personally or professionally, as you've developed and you've grown within the role, um, what are the things that you've noticed Um, that has changed or that you've learned along the way?
1: I think it's hard to quantify everything. Like I said, when I started, I didn't fully understand what my job even was. So I've come a long way. But I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've had is just to always be mindful of how your decisions or your actions impact other people, whether that's your direct coworkers, other departments, your clients, your guests. Um, And I think I've seen the positives and the negatives of that over the last several years of how well it works when people collaborate, take each other into account, make sure a process encompasses all of the components and when people just make a change without any regard for how it could um, impact others. And I think Probably my first exposure to that was one of my managers on my internship. Mallory was a front office manager, and I can't remember what the specific conversation was. But I think we were in a meeting with a few managers, and they were talking about a process change, and I expected her to either say, yes, let's do it, or no, I don't think that's a good idea. But instead, she said, well, let's walk over to housekeeping and see what they think. And she got up, walked across the property, walked into the housekeeping department, asked a few people. You know, we're thinking about making this change do you think you can make this happen do you think this will improve the guest experience and I think that was something that stuck with me in pretty much all situations just be mindful of the other impacts outside of you or your department
0: and that's so true particularly when working in hotels when you have so many departments that need to work together like you were saying you know earlier yes okay the revenue team or the sales team is responsible for bringing the the customer in but then you need a really good operations team as well and you know the guests will interact with so many people the front office the the housekeeping the food and beverage you know if there's some kind of you know maintenance issues you have the engineering team as well like it's just it is such a huge collaborative effort and without teamwork it's just never going to work you can't run a hotel like that. you cannot Oh, well, thank you so much, um, for sharing that. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for all the feedback you've already given me for all the videos, um, that we've been, um, that I've been doing over the last couple of months. Um, as you were watching them, um, you know, what were you kind of, what came across to you? What I guess inspired you, what feedback do you have? Um, And is there anything else you'd like to know more of?
1: Starting, I guess, with kind of what inspired me, there were a few messages that rang true for many of the stories that you brought in. And I think probably the biggest one was to follow your passion. You've had quite a range of people on and people who are passionate about food or gardening or design or public health. And it's inspiring to see that people take their obviously they're also interested in hospitality, but to take their true passion and kind of weave that into a career and find a way to make what they're excited about and what they're good at and use that to benefit the industry or other people. Um, So I think that was really interesting to me. And also just to see how many possibilities there are with a career in hospitality. You could Every person you talk to has a completely different experience. Um, And then kind of along those lines, just to take ownership of your own career. So most, if not all of the people that you've spoken with have switched roles, switched companies, switched countries, moved all over the place. Um, And whether that was because an opportunity presented itself at that time, or it was part of a larger plan, I think everyone has really kind of taken charge of where they want to get to and what steps they need to do to get there and push themselves. So just making sure that instead of kind of getting stagnant in a role, it's what can I do next? How can I challenge myself? What change can I undergo to become better and get where I need to go?
0: And has that got you thinking about your own career and what you want to do?
1: It has, honestly. Um, that combined with furlough, it's an interesting time for everyone. Not where, you know, not typically on a Monday right now, I would be at work, not necessarily thinking about my next step, but thinking about, you know, what's going on right now. Um, but it's been inspiring to me to hear all of the women we've spoken to, some of whom have been in situations like this in the past, have left companies they've been with for years, or have been put in a situation where they needed to find a new position and have been able to do so in a way that's still. Aligns with their interests and their career goals, and to view it more of an op- as an opportunity than a setback.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think oftentimes, you know, when we find ourselves in the situations, all, and, you know, we, it, it's completely out of our control. Um, it's how you view it, how you react to it, and what opportunities you find or you take away from it, and then mm-hmm. what you create out of it. And I completely agree, everyone that we've spoken to yeah has found a different path and if it didn't work the first time you know they tried again and Mm -hmm. they did something else um and yeah it's about keeping trying and keeping going isn't it right Mm -hmm. um if there was um any questions that you would have for for any of the women that i've been speaking to Mm -hmm. um if you have what would they be
1: It's hard to say, because sometimes I get kind of caught, if someone's telling their story, you don't necessarily look for holes in it, or what else they could have said. Um, But I guess to me, it is kind of, I'm most interested at this point in the transitions, kind of how people have made the connection between one position to the next, or how much of it is, you know, I always knew I wanted to become the executive of this company, and I took these steps to get there, versus, well, I need a change and this opportunity came up or I thought I'd try something different. So I think that's kind of where I am now is most interested in kind of what prompts people to take that next step or to go in a different direction.
0: Yeah, I always ask myself that question as well. And what I will say for myself personally is that, you know, when you... It often presents itself to you, but you do have to kind of think about it. You have to focus on it. It does require a lot of self-reflection to understand mm-hmm. what are the things that are important to you um, because no one's gonna be able to tell you what is important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely they can point out what you're good at, like the, that HR manager pointed out that you were you know, probably suited for, for revenue management. Um, but then it's you know for us as individuals to try and figure out okay, how do I continue to evolve and change and adapt? I mean, I've been with the same company for, for 10 years now, but every year I keep challenging myself and identifying, okay, where are the things that you know I want to be focusing on, that I can improve mm-hmm. on, that I can grow, that I can learn and, and continuously make this, still make it my own as mm-hmm. well in some ways.
1: And I think that was, for me, part of the transition from Starwood to Marriott. In Starwood, I had a very clear idea of where I was and where I wanted to get to. And then something as simple as changing all the position titles kind of threw that whole concept off where I thought, okay, I don't even know what positions there are anymore. So of course, I've been with the company for a few years now. So I've figured that out. But to me, sometimes it's just the unknowing of what's even out there. Mm -hmm. So like the HR manager that recommended revenue management to me, um, I graduated almost 10 years ago. And Revenue management wasn't even part of the curriculum at the time for hospitality business. So even though that was my major and that's the field I went into, I really didn't know anything about it. So I never would have come up with it myself to say, oh, I'm going to be a revenue manager because I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) So it's helpful to hear other stories, to do research and kind of find out what paths are even available.
0: And I think maybe sometimes it's about finding, creating a path for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if that role didn't exist, you can make a role exist for you um, that fits you and, you know, suits your skills and your strengths as well.
1: And I think that's one of the biggest lessons for me from the videos and the script that you've put together is seeing how everyone else has done that. And to me, that is inspirational.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I am glad to hear that these videos are inspiring others out there. And yeah, and I think one of my objectives of all of this was, you know, everyone has a different story, but there'll always be something in there that resonates with you, or that there'll be something in there that you connect with, even if it's just one thing. Um, and I know every time I speak to somebody, you know, I take something away from it as well. Um, and I guess, you know, building on what we just were talking about like if you think about you know what hopes you have for your future um you know knowing that there's so many others out there uh, going through similar things or have experienced similar things um yeah what hopes do you have
1: um so when i started in hospitality like i said it was more based on my enjoyment of hotels, which is still very much true, but I've been fortunate over the last several years to get to travel um, as a leisure guest, which is also kind of, of opening. A, hmm? Also
0: on hold at the moment.
1: Okay. Yes, but it will it will come back. <laughs> I will travel again. Um, but as I've been able to travel more in my personal life, and as I've kind of been more removed from the property on the career side. I've kind of realized that my favorite part of my job and what I really enjoy at this point is more the analytics side. So kind of pulling through all the numbers, figuring out how to look at them in a way that makes sense and how to use that information. So along those lines, I started this summer on my MBA in business analytics. So at this point, my hope is to kind of not completely career transition but shift more towards a path in the analytics side which is certainly a part of revenue management but not the entire focus
0: yeah and i think you know you know there are so many transferable skills and not that mm-hmm. i ever want to leave hospitality but i do think within hospitality there's so many other businesses that are you know you know are out there now and you know the more and more data becomes important you know having that analytical side of things is going to be incredibly important you definitely need the people who are diehard passionate about the operations and mm-hmm. wanting to give that guest an, an amazing experience and you know whether i'm at a restaurant or a hotel you can have the most beautiful setting but if the food doesn't taste good or the service is not good it yeah. really destroys the whole experience i do i do think you know there's a there's absolutely a place for that and there's also a place for Yeah, more of the analytics and digging into the numbers and looking Mm -hmm. at what the data is telling you as well, because I think there's stories to be told there, too.
1: Yes. So I think that's kind of where I've learned my passion more lies with that side. I'm probably one of the few who actually enjoys writing the critiques. (laughs) Can you write a critique on Last One's Performance? Yes. Can you make it shorter? You've written too much. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nice. Um...
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today and for, you know, sharing as well, not only your story, but also what you've been taking away from all the videos. This is, for me, definitely a, a pleasure. Uh, so my final question that I ask everyone um, is, who inspires you?
1: Um, so I did think about this some um, as well, and there are, I think you take lessons from many people that you meet or encounter or even hear about through your life and through your career. But I think if I had to pick one person, I would probably pick my current director. She is the one who hired me right out of college. And much of our interview, which was over the phone, consisted of her asking like, oh, do you know how to use Delphi? And me saying, no, but I can learn. (laughs) And um, fortunately, she saw the potential there. And over the last eight years through changing properties, changing positions, changing companies. She has always been, I've always been part of her team in some capacity. And to me, it's inspiring how she is, she's great at what she does and she's well respected. And I kind of look up to the way that she's made her path and been able to find her own success. And a few of the specific things that stick with me, one of the things she always says is all you can do is ask the question. So whether it's you know something simple about a process change or a giant request or an enhancement request for a system, her approach is always, all you can do is ask, like at least try, do your best. And she really inspires me to be the best that I can be.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. And it absolutely goes to show how you know, having those, those role models um, to look up to and to guide you, which is also kind of what I'm trying to do here is, you know, for all these women to be role models to many of us as well, um, to, to know that they have that impact on your life as well. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for being here today and for sharing uh, your story so far and uh, wishing you all the best. For the future and yeah it sounds like you know what you want to do and i hope that that become a reality for you as well
1: thank you and thanks again for not only having me as one of your guests but also for putting this entire group together it really has been eye-opening to see perspectives of women in hospitality all over the world and to see all of the possibilities that we have in front of us
0: absolutely so true thank you so much Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality.